It's that special time of the week again, everyone. It's time for another installment of Cape TV. As always, I am your host, Joel, and joining me is... Matt. Yep, he certainly is. You know, it's it's funny. I always try and differentiate this show from all the other shows that I'm on, trying to give it its own flavor, its own intro and everything. But some weeks I just got nothing. Some weeks I'm just like, yeah, let's just get into the show, I guess. Maybe that can be a thing. It it, get, it gets really hard. It does, and like I try very hard not to repeat myself, but I'm sure people who listen to everything I'm on, first off, God bless you, and also it's just like, man, Joel recycles a lot of his material, doesn't he? Yes, yes he does, and how. And, and, and oh, <laughs> shit, Matt. Now, see, Matt and I were talking about what we gotta make for shirts and everything. I think and how needs to be one of the shirts. <laughs> actually uh, a dude made some really nice art for me and he kind of went out of his way I didn't ask him to do it but he actually made like the Cape Joel symbol oh nice it's like a C and a J and it's all green on black and I'm like okay I need to steal that too for when we start making shirts that needs to be the logo shit I'll put that <laughs> on my business card <laughs> make me feel like a real super person and speaking of super people starting off the show as we always do I'm going to pass the reins on over to Matt and he's going to tell us about Supergirl season 2 episode 20 uh, City of Lost Children oh boy this episode was good it was, it, it was surprising as well because it sets up the last two episodes. Mm. Um, so this episode was primarily a Jimmy Olsen centric episode. No shit. Uh, and his dealing uh, with Guardian and Guardian, he's kind of found out is kind of scary to a lot of people. No one really trusts him because he's. I don't know. I don't know whether you've seen it. He's got like the 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 costume. It's all like like silver and black and everything and it's he has like a voice cool. mod he has a voice oh. modulator that makes him sound like the devil D doing the green arrow thing yeah he looks very aggressive for a guy called guardian yeah so maybe this is the start of him deciding hey maybe i should go for a blue and gr blue and gold costume it's a good look man and maybe i should ditch the scary satan modifier maybe i should let people know i'm here to help just maybe yeah and he does that this episode when we find out that uh Lena Luther and uh, Monel's mothers, their portal is starting to work. The portal device they worked in. Thing is, whenever they power up the portal, it starts messing with this alien race's telepathic abilities. Uh-oh. And, yeah, they cause, like, complete and utter destruction all through the city and everything. And uh, James has to console this little boy whose mother is on the run because her his mother did inadvertently almost destroy half the city Oops. and he's got to look after this little kid and everything and he sort of connects with the little kid because he never really had a father figure that was in his life for a lot of times and stuff oh. like that and it's actually really a cool episode but it also connects to the big plot since we find out that uh raya monel's mother wants the portal open so she can bring all her Daxamite people to Earth and create new Daxamite. Oh, oh new Daxamite. Oh, shit, like World of New Krypton. Yeah, exactly. I remember you tweeted about that saying, yo, World of New Krypton, we in there now. <laughs> hey, if you're going to take reference from anything, why the hell not take reference from that? Exactly, and it looks like these last two episodes show National City, or at least part of the world, under control of the Daxamites. Damn, I, I know you said, too... Uh, and, and, and like I've, you've mentioned it like the last couple of weeks, alien rights seem to be quite the undercurrent of this show. Seems to be a big theme for this season. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, 
yeah, the, obviously, like, the world knows aliens exist and they're sort of allowed to live on Earth, but there's certain rules and everything. And then there's people like um, Lena Luthor's mother that doesn't like aliens, very xenophobic and everything. Right. And you had all those she, sorts of things. She's xenophobic. She doesn't like them xenomorph aliens. She doesn't want them coming to <laughs> Earth with their face huggers and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, that uh, that sounds cool. It's nice to see uh, Guardian kind of get some play. I like that actor who plays this, you know, radically reimagined Jimmy, who is a hero on top of everything else. He, he is a really good, since the CW has taken over the show, he has gotten a lot of good episodes. I'm sure you saw the picture, too. It was, you know, uh, it was a tweet from the show production, and it said, you know, uh, oh, God, what did it say? Uh, Jimmy Olsen, Superman's best pal, and it was that actor palling around with the dude who plays Superman in his Superman suit, and they were, like, hugging each other, and it was, like, a very nice moment. I did see that. It was great. That's really good, and I like that they had the foresight to be like, no, call it uh, Superman's best pal, Jimmy Olsen. (laughs) (laughs) has has he been in the show uh recently uh superman or are they saving him for the last two episodes you think i I think he's in the last two episodes yeah he's been filming stuff with the general zod actor and everything how cool how cool is it that we have a show where superman does exist but he doesn't steal all the spotlight and all the focus it's exactly how it should be for a show called supergirl (laughs) like even like in the in the first two episodes of this season when he was there he never stole the show or anything he was there and just part of the crew and everything he was there the perfect amount of time and it already hit like wow what a great version of this character makes me think if they ever settle the issues and ever end up doing like a bat family themed show that's how batman should be it's like look i'm around but i'm doing my own shit yeah that'd be really great Like, I'll drop in from time to time and help you out, but I'm doing my own shit. And also, it sends a great message, too, to being like, look, you you carry my name, you carry my symbol. I trust you to do what's right. I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to baby you, but I'm here to help if you need it. Exactly. It's really nice. So overall, you would say this episode, you'd give it a big old thumbs up? I would. They've been knocking it out of the park with these last couple of episodes. Yeah, it sounds like it's really strong. Like, I know I really only watch Supergirl when it comes to, like, crossovers or big important episodes and stuff like that. But I'm feeling like maybe I should catch up on this season because you give it such glowing praise every week. Yeah, I I tell you what, just skip season one and just go straight to season two because it's a whole new show. It basically is a whole new show. And uh, speaking of whole new shows, uh, we can move on to the other big CW show of the week. And that was The Flash season three, episode 22, Cause and Effect. And uh, yeah, what did you think of this one, Matt? Eh... Yeah, it is right. I'm not angry at it like I have been the last two, but it felt like a real, like they really put the brakes on, didn't they? Mm-hmm, yep. This was kind of a faffing about-centric episode, is what this was. We have the big reveal of, oh, Savitar was an evil time remnant of Barry, and he kind of gives his reasoning, which we basically already covered before they even before they even did the show, where he's like, yeah. oh, I felt bad about Iris' death, so, you know, I wanted to be a god, because gods don't feel bad, so I created a self-fulfilling time loop where I become Savitar <laughs> and I kill Iris. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we knew it was going there. And then they shut down any, like, good thoughts of, like, how do you get out of this with Barry being like, well, why don't I just kill myself like Eddie Thawne did? And why don't my dryer just go off like Eddie Thawne's dryer went off? (laughs) And he's like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, you can't kill me. That's against the rules now. We've changed the rules. You just can't kill yourself and destroy me. 
when have when have time travel or time quantum mechanic rules ever applied to the flash never but they at least seemed like they did in earlier seasons i've joked about it before but i'll say it again i swear to god it's like the legends writers jumped over and started writing the time travel on flash (laughs) it's like at least there were rules because they did it sparingly now they're doing it so much but yeah so yeah so Savitar Barry is still really stupid, and his motivation is really predictable and trite and just really uncool. The idea they have of defeating him is 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 they hit upon this concept where it's like, well, he can always defeat us because he always knows what we're going to do because he's lived these events before. I know how we'll defeat Savitar. We'll give Barry a small amount of brain damage so he can't remember <laughs> things in the future. <laughs> And Barry's like, that's a great idea, sign me up. (laughs) Which all I can think is like, if the whole point of it was to make him forget, why didn't you just get him like really piss drunk and high so he doesn't remember the future? (laughs) Or how about you make him like eat a lot of cakes? How about you sit him down in like a donut shop and just have him eat and eat until he's really fat and unhealthy? (laughs) Like, like if that's your plan, it seems like there's so many other places you could have gone with it. And in a hilarious mix-up, what happens, Matt, when they try and mess with his memory? Oh, he forgets everything. He's not Flash anymore. They give him full-on soap opera amnesia, or comic book amnesia, depending on how you want to look at it. But yes, this was a whole episode built around amnesia. And only, like, two episodes before the finale, which I'm like, wow, it really feels like you're wasting time here. It it did, yep. You motherfuckers are stalling, is what you're doing. You didn't have enough show left, and that I it's clear to me you didn't have enough show left. No, no. It it felt so out of place, especially after the last episode when we learn who Savitar is. Yeah, just totally threw the brakes down on it. And again, there's like a germ of an interesting idea where it's like, oh well Barry forgot, so Savitar really forgot, which means, you know, Killer Frost, who is essentially his partner in crime, now doesn't know what to do, and she ends up working with the good guys to try and get Savitar back to himself, but at the same time they kinda try and break on into her. But it just felt so out of place. It did. It it felt so weird. Especially to be having right here too. Like, I think next week is the last episode. Is it? I thought it was the 23rd they have the last one because they keep saying... Maybe. Uh, they, keep, they keep saying that, you know, the day Iris dies is May 23rd. I'm like, oh, the final episode airs on May 23rd. Oh, um, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so that, that was the thing of it. And, uh, again, the Killer Frost stuff makes me laugh. I mentioned this last week, and I'll say it again. They know their friend Caitlin is running around crazy with evil supervillain powers, but they don't think to lock their doors or add any new security <laughs> to stop her from just waltzing the fuck in. That's what I don't understand with that Star Labs building. Like, because whenever we see, like, that, that aerial shot of it, it's still all, like, broken and everything. It's like, you're three seasons in. Why can't you fix this building up? Yeah, no money. <laughs> no money in the grants, but wait, Flash, aren't you super fast? Couldn't you, like, repair it yourself in a minute? Eh, it looks nice. <laughs> Gives the building personality. But yeah, the, the Killer Frost thing, it's so hilarious, because she shows up at Joe's house in the previous issue and be like, ha ha ha, I kidnapped your girlfriend, and then this week, ha ha ha, I showed up in your office to fuck with you, and it's like, why did no one think ahead? <laughs> it's baffling that no one thought to be like, oh shit, I'm pretty sure she still has keys for this place, guys. <laughs> yeah, just change all the codes. Yeah, really change everything, you idiots. 
Uh, ooh, Wally was around this episode. He he actually did things this episode. He he did. He did. He didn't decide. I'm gonna go back to Earth three. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend. Oh hey, speaking of Wally, did you hear? Uh, someone tweeted this at me. Apparently, the actor who plays Wally actually came out as bisexual this week. Oh really? Yeah. Eh, good for him. No shame in his game. It has no bearing on the episode whatsoever. I just <laughs> thought I would bring this up because it was ultimately a very uh, uneventful episode when you truly break it down. <laughs> the, the, the last thing I'll really mention is you know they have like even the ultimate moral of this episode was flawed, Matt, and I'm sure you'll agree. Because, you know, Barry, when he's unburdened by his identity as the Flash and the power and all this responsibility, he basically goes back to happy, free-willing and dealing goofy Barry from, like, the beginning of season one. Yeah, and and people want to keep him that way. Yeah, because I technically wanted to keep him that way. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I forgot how cool you were before you started brooding all the goddamn time. This really has been the broody season only for him to go back and be like, yeah, see, it was right for me to be broody, though, because these are important things that are happening. And even Iris is like, yeah, I agree. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't agree. The moral of this episode <laughs> should have been, yeah, you're right. I should try and be happier and more joyous, and I should try and find a balance between, you know, being an adult and worrying about things in the future, but also still trying to be myself. Yep, yep. The, the moral of this episode was so flawed and so fucked in its own way. It was. And then we have the stinger for King Shark coming back. Okay. Yeah, eh. Will, will this actually be an episode, or will this be another fucking around filler episode until the real final episode? Yeah, well, it, it sounds like it might be, because I know uh, Captain Cold is coming back as well, and it looks like him and Flash are teaming up or something. Right, to probably steal that red crystal, which apparently is the thing they need to power the Speed Force bazooka. Yeah, even though Flash couldn't just, like, zoom in and get it. You would think so, wouldn't you? You would think, like, isn't that your thing? Can't you run so fast you can go through walls? Can't you run so fast you can do this, that, and the other? Yeah. I think that's another issue with Season 3 as I stop and look at it. The first two seasons had a really good ramping up of Flash's powers mm -hmm. where it's like he learns to throw lightning, he learns to run through walls and create speed doubles of himself. He didn't really learn anything new this season, did he? No, and that's the thing, like, he, he's already learned all these things, and there's been so many situations where he could use those things, but he never does. He forgets he has the power. Yeah, yeah. There's also, like, a very late-in-the-game kind of romantic side plot going on between, you know, HR and the scientist woman. Yeah, that's probably not going to pay off at all. Probably not, because, you know, the show didn't have enough romantic entanglement already. They, you see, Matt, they had too many people in too many happy relationships, so we need a new will-they-won't-they. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's the CW, it's in the rider. If they don't have a man and a woman making awkward kissy faces at each other, it can't be on the CW anymore. <laughs> and they're like, well, fuck, we've put literally everyone else in a relationship. Who is left to put in a relationship? No one. <laughs> o -o only, only Wells. He's the last one they can put in a relationship. Everyone else is either seeing someone married, longing for someone. It's, it's, it's the only thing they can do. Yeah. Hey, here's another thing. This episode, they make reference to Pied Piper. Where'd he go? Because didn't when they changed time, Pied Piper was, like, working there at Star Labs, then we just never saw him again? Yeah, like, when he first appeared, he was, like, on on the crew with um everyone else. And then he, yeah, he just, he just disappeared. Did, I have no idea. Did negotiations fall through with that actor or something? Because I really expected him to stick around, then he just didn't. 
Yeah, I have no idea what happened. Maybe they thought, like, oh, maybe this is kind of a silly villain. <laughs> did did they get cold feet and they're like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't make him a good guy because, you know, we'll eventually want to do Rogue's Revenge or something? Yeah, and and again, they're kind of doing the same thing with Caitlyn at the moment, make, kind of making her a good guy who is a bad guy sort of thing. Right, well, I mean, she'll obviously still need to be Killer Frost and have powers, but I guess she'll just be Caitlyn with a harder edge or something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there... There was cause and effect, everyone. It was slightly better than the last two. I enjoyed kind of the return to shenanigans and the return to episodicness. But three episodes before the end of the season was not a good time to bust out this episode. Yeah, something like this should have probably happened before Savitar. Yes, absolutely. I I would have been much kinder to this episode if it had come much earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. But as it stands right now, it's just another one where it's like, oh yeah, hey, remember that time he got amnesia? Yep. Now, uh, from there, we can move on to the other big superhero theme show this week, and that was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 21, The Return. And oh boy, does that episode mean a lot, because we return to many things. Yes, yes, we do. What, uh, what did you like about this one? Matt will actually let you take the lead here. Oh boy, what didn't I like about this? There's so much good stuff in it, and I, I guess like Ada isn't inhuman now. She's she's inhuman. Yes, we found that out 100% for sure. So you were right, Matt. You said that in the previous episode. I'm like, ah, I'm sure it's just a dark hold spell. Yeah. No, no, she's actually an inhuman now. She gave herself powers, many powers, in fact. Yeah, a, a lot of power, like Lincoln's power and everything. Yep. Teleportation, and which I thought was, which I thought was really cool. She was using the framework to get herself powers which is really cool and she has become unto a god now pretty much and because she now has emotions she's kind of like that crazy girlfriend of oh, fitz's oh she goes full-on <laughs> crazy ex it's amazing because she's like oh i'm real i have a body i have emotions and i'm feeling everything 100 percent when i'm happy i couldn't be more happy oh when i'm sad i'm really sad and, you know, they kind of play with this thing where it's like they've been building up Ada all season as this ultimate villain. And then they kind of flip the script here where it's like, but well, if she has emotions and she can feel love, maybe Fitz can actually kind of work her to come back to the good side. Maybe the S.H.I.E.L.D. dudes will eventually forgive her because she saves Mac from the whole, you know, crumbling uh, sea fortress and everything. But then Fitz very stupidly tries <laughs> to break up with her. Yeah, he tries to, no, I, I'm okay, I don't want to date a homicidal ex-robot. I, I, I just kind of have this thing going on with uh, with uh, with Simmons right now. What do you mean? No. <laughs> ah! Man, that actress is going for it in that scene when she yells and when she's like, you really do feel like she's feeling jealousy for the first time ever in her life. <laughs> I'm going to cut your fucking dick off and slash your tires. Whoa, what? <laughs> that is some anger. I... I, I have to imagine that actress was going to a very real place with that. Who who broke your heart, lady? And if so, I hope he got what he deserved. <laughs> um, what else happened? Oh, we we got um, Coulson facing the the Russian or oh, yes. the Russians. Russians now. There's multiple Russian bots. He's become a living machine man with a brain in a jar that can control a whole goddamn fleet, which is awesome. I saw someone um. I can't remember where it was, but they they said that this guy's kind of like Modok in the way that he he's like a brain in like a jar that controls other brains and stuff and robots and everything, he, and he's designed to kill. Yeah, he literally <laughs> describes himself as a machine designed only for killing. 
Yeah, and oh, that fight was cool. Like when Coulson uses his shield to cut the guy's face off. So cool. Talk about another power characters forget they have sometimes. Yeah, well, he's been in the framework for however many episodes. That's true. He, he didn't have it there, but it was really nice to see the shield come back. I'm kind of like, yeah, there we go. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, that was cool. And we got a return of another character. Yes, yes. The general came back, and we actually find out that while the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have been in, like, stasis, uh, what is it, uh, Ada and the Russian bots have been going around and have been framing them for the death of uh, Jeffrey Mays and for the destruction of the old S.H.I.E.L.D. bunker and everything. And it's you literally catch up with them while the agents themselves are catching up. Yeah, and I thought that was really great. I love how Talbot, he's he's had this relationship with the, with the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents where he hated them, and then he, he liked them because they did the stuff with Hydra and everything, and now he hates them again because of the, they're like, God damn it, you've gone and killed Jeffrey Mason and all these other people bombing buildings and everything. How do I know you're oh, not I love a it. robot? <laughs> yeah, I love it. He calls them C-3PO's, and he's like, look, you better tell me what's going on, and you better describe it in 50 words or less. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, they cut away from that, but I'm like, man, I would have loved to have heard Coulson try and explain everything that happened in 50 <laughs> words or less. That would have been great. There's also a bunch of stuff happening with Yo-Yo. She's pissed off that they didn't bring, uh, what is it, Mac back with them. And so she basically goes rogue. She goes maverick to try and go back into the simulation of the framework and get him back herself. But the world is fucked by the time she gets there. Yeah, it's basically collapsing around them since, I guess, Ada's not in there anymore, so she can't keep a hold on it anymore. Yup, yup. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. This and, and in that world, she's an inhuman. That's so. true, which is walking around with a, with a target on your back. We also got to meet a bunch of new agents this episode. I don't quite know their names yet, but I hope a lot of them stick around. I like, I like short-haired agent. I like her. Oh, um, they say her name. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, um... She and the other guys have been sort of like looking after them while they were in the framework and everything. And I do hope they stick around. It makes me feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. tryouts. Like, hey, guys, if you survive this run-in, you'll actually get a name and get to be <laughs> part of the team. <laughs> but only if you live, though. You don't get it if you die, though. <laughs> uh, Fitz, this episode, too, went on a freaking acting decathlon, didn't he? From being happy to be home being scared of his, you know, former robot girlfriend, being kind of sad about the death of the relationship, and also, you know, feeling like Gemma and everyone else might not be able to forgive him for all the evil stuff he did while in the framework. Oh my god, Fitz has been getting such a good arc this season. Like, it's 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 award-worthy, I would say, the shit he's put in this season. It's been really good. It's, it's some of the best stuff he's ever done. And, like, y you feel for him because he's like, you know, no, like, I know I was manipulated, but at the same time, you just had to change one thing about my life, just one small thing, and I became a horrible, tyrannical dickhead, and it was just one yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's really good stuff. It's really tight. And then, you know, if that wasn't enough, if the episode didn't give you enough to chew on as it was... Uh, you get Ada returning to Russian bot and being like, let's use the dark hole to kill everyone because I've been broken up with. <laughs> and also, let's fuck and I'm going to murder you too because those are two things I haven't done yet. And it doesn't matter if I keep murdering her. You, you've got so many bodies. Yeah, really. You're disposable. You, you got infinite lives. He's literally playing with extra men. <laughs> he swallowed a game genie 
And now he's got all the extra lies. If if that wasn't enough, and if that wasn't like enough build up to be like, oh shit, how's this season gonna end? Then goddamn Ghost Rider came back. Yeah, he comes back through that portal thing in the Agents of Shield base. <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, you guys need me. You're fighting a villain who seems to be immortal but still has a human soul. Yeah, I'll, I'll come take that soul. Yeah, oh, I can already see now that's what the finale is going to be. We can't beat Ada. She's too strong, Robbie. I can. And then he gives her the fucking penitent stare. <laughs> that's going to be great. You wanted to be human. You wanted to feel things. Well, feel this. <laughs> that drags her soul down to hell. <laughs> yeah, Ada, talk about an interesting villain. They make you hate her. They kind of make you sympathize with her for a second. They make you hate her all over again. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting what they do with Season 5, especially after these couple of arcs that they've had. Yes, we found out this week it's actually been renewed for a Season 5. Yeah, so that's going to be very interesting. And that, that'll about ti- time it with, I think, eight, uh, with um, uh, Inhumans as well mm. at the end of the year. So right. maybe maybe some tie in there, maybe. I would like to see that. Yeah, it, It's funny, S.H.I.E.L.D. getting renewed for a fifth season. I love uh, The Outhouse are one of my favorite places to get comic news and comedy. They, they've always run a bit since like season one where it's like, oh, getting canceled anytime. Now, ooh, the ratings are dropping. They do it half jokingly and half seriously. And they're, yeah. and they're always shocked when it gets renewed for a new season. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck, it's back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. And, like, obviously they do it in a funny way, but, you know, they're kind of parodying the people who are always like, oh, this show will yeah. get canceled any day now. It's been going strong for five seasons. Yep. <laughs> and who knows what it'll be doing after that. I mean, somebody's clearly watching it, and they should be because they're turning in their best work this season. They are. It's been absolutely... It's completely different from when you saw, like, season one when they were just, you know, fighting stuff like Deathlock or, or Graviton and all that stuff like that. It's so different. Still never went back to Graviton. He's still in a vault somewhere. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to do something with him. That would be cool. Graviton and the Griffin were some villains that they had. D- didn't they have Blizzard, but they killed Blizzard? Uh, I don't, I don't know if they killed Blizzard. I know they killed that Inferno guy. Right, right. Or Scorch. Scorch. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, that was that was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That was the return. It was really tight. It's, you know, really ramping up for these last couple episodes, and I think they're going to be pretty huge when we actually get there. Definitely. I'm really excited to see. I think it actually ends this coming week. Right, because, like, I, I always try and time up the CW shows with S.H.I.E.L.D., but I forget mm-hmm. one usually starts before the other, and so it ends usually before the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's Agents of Shield. Strong, strong stuff this season. Definitely a big old thumbs up for that one. Definitely. And lastly, this week we come to a nice little animated offering. We're talking about Samurai Jack season five, episode eight. This is the one from last week. We don't do the newest episodes in case this is your first show because hey, it airs while we're talking. It does. <laughs> And so this episode, Matt, kind of tackled something I don't think I can really remember Samurai Jack tackling, and that is the subject of love and romance. It is. It's something that I've seen over, like, Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else that fans are kind of, like, 
divided by. Yeah, I was divided too, honestly. I'm not gonna lie as I go into mm-hmm. this, because basically this episode fucks with everything I've been saying all season long about what the show represents and what this arc represents and where it's going. Because <laughs> if you remember, I said like, oh, you know, this is totally the Dark Knight Returns for Jack. You know, this is like Sin City for Jack. This is, uh, what else I said? This is like Logan for Jack. He's learning to live again. And, you know, this young girl is giving him hope to, you know, be a hero again. Oh, oh, he fucked the girl who was giving him hope, huh? <laughs> Well, shit. I mean, I know that was always the undercurrent in Frank Miller's work, but you're not supposed to do that, though, Jack. (laughs) Damn it, Jack. Also, too, here's the thing, too. I know you're frozen in age, Jack, that, like, you haven't aged in 50 years, but I'm pretty sure anything you do with that girl is considered statutory. I'm sorry. I just think it is. Ah, it's, it's Aku's world. He's kind of fast and loose with those rules. <laughs> yeah, Aku, he has no laws. Yeah, who's going to get Jack in trouble for that? <laughs> the answer is no one. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, they have a whole, like, desert adventure. They basically go into Tatooine. Yep, pretty much. And they end up finding a downed alien ship where they fight a really awesome-looking alien for the bulk of the episode. Yeah, he looked really cool. It's a thing made of a bunch of leeches. I don't know if you remember that show, Savage Dragon, but there was a villain on that show who was made of a bunch of, like, toxic leeches. Yeah. Great design, great animation work, because he kept breaking apart and coming back together, and they kept having to fight him in different ways. Mm-hmm. And they had to make, like, like a landmine work, but, of course, they only heard half of the instructions, so, like, a good chunk of the comedy is them just being like, how the fuck do we make this work? <laughs> And, of course, because the creature is acidic, their clothes kept getting eaten up and everything. And Jack's like, oh, no, this is a, I, I, I can't look at you right now. <laughs> and, you know, apparently, you know, the mothers of Aku taught them how to kill, taught them, you know, how to fight and everything. Didn't teach them shame, unlike Jack and his samurai education, where they were sure to teach him shame. <laughs> Lesson one, shame. You are filthy and never forget it. <laughs> It's it's interesting, too, because, like, you know, this is, like, maybe the only episode of Samurai Jack where the subjects of, like, sex, romance, you know, uh, relationships are brought up. You know, it's the only other episode I can remember where we saw Jack in a somewhat, like, romantic light. What's that? It was an episode where he met a mysterious green-skinned woman. They went on an adventure together, but by the end of that, we found out that woman was actually Aku in disguise the whole time. <laughs> So, yeah, I bet that kind of hurt Jack's romance thing for a bit. There was like, nope, nope, never again. Not going to fall for another woman. It might just be Aku. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get catfished again. <laughs> uh-uh. No, that was literally one of the first instances of catfishing. Jack got catfished on an <laughs> epic scale. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, with only two episodes left in this show, I don't know where the fuck they're going to go with it. Now, I thought I knew. I thought I had the trajectory for it. But then we have Jack and Ashi fucking, and now I don't know. Yeah, it, I have I have no idea either. It could go anywhere. And as I said, it's kind of like how like what o- Old Man Logan's doing at the moment with that past lives thing, and it's going to be one of those things where if he does get a chance to go back to his time, will he? Yeah. Or will he stay in this fucked up future with Ashi? Yeah, does he have a reason to stay now is the thing. Or, like, even if he dies, is it like, oh, no, no, it's okay because she's, like, carrying his child now. Yeah. Jack Jr., Jack of the Future Future. <laughs> There's a spinoff. Yeah, Jack of the Future Future right there. It's It just took me by so much surprise. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense 
why they would like each other if I was just like to play armchair psychologist for a moment. I mean, Jack probably doesn't get to meet a lot of women, uh, and, and Ashi's probably never met another man that she didn't murder in cold blood. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, put people together it, for long enough. It's kind of that trope as well where he's the guy that she was meant to kill and they end up falling in love and everything. Again, it's it's like a yeah, it's it's very tropey. Again, it's 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 very Sin City and very Frank Miller in a way. They even yeah. it's only like Tartakovsky's smart enough to not pull the straight up hey, let's do the fight fight fuck thing. It's more of like fight fight, get to know each other a bit, get to like and understand each other and then <laughs> after a big fight, we'll end up having sex. <laughs> they played Dean Martin too, which blew me away. They played Dean Martin over the credits instead of like the regular ending theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tartakovsky loves doing that too. Like he like he busted out like a flock of seagulls during like a big romance scene in Symbiotic Titan. He he definitely has a very eclectic taste in music. <laughs> I'm surprised the network was willing to spring for a Dean Martin song. I'm sure that must have been expensive. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I mean it was a good episode, but at the same time, too, I'm torn. Like, I'm really torn, because this episode was basically just like, Joel, you're wrong about everything. <laughs> you thought you knew, but now you're wrong. And I mean, I guess that's a good thing. And I mean, with two episodes left, they're going to have to wrap this up soon. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to see this week's episode. I was, I was like, I was reading the thing for it. It basically said, you know, the last two episodes, Jack battles Aku, Jack battles Aku with the fate of the world in the balance. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I mean, whatever it is, we'll have our answer soon enough, and then Samurai Jack will be done, maybe forever now. Yeah, maybe, maybe. What a what a weird and interesting saga Samurai Jack has been, being so big for the time it was, falling into obscurity, and then getting to come back all these years later and finish it off, but not just finish it off, but finish it off in a way that, you know, would appeal to and please the older fans who grew up with it. Mm-hmm, yep. It's kind of amazing. It is. It's kind of really amazing. So yeah, everybody, that's that'll just about do it for Cape TV this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We're we're almost at the forty minute mark. These these you notice, Matt, these episodes are getting shorter and shorter because we only have like four shows to talk about each week now. Everything's starting to finish. Everything is winding down, and maybe even Cape TV will wind down as well if we can't find anything to talk about. <laughs> It might have to, yeah. But don't worry, we'll be sure that the last couple episodes will go out with a bang uh, until we come back again, which we will. I know Caitlin wanted to hop back on again to talk about Steven Universe, so there's one for you, everybody. And uh, don't worry, Matt, you don't have to stick around for that one if you don't want to. <laughs> I might pre-record that one and put it in. Because <laughs> as history has shown, once Caitlin and I start talking about shit, we can literally go for hours. <laughs> it gives us more content <laughs> absolutely absolutely so there you go everyone that'll do it for the show this week i hope you enjoyed it as always down in the comment section below tell me and matt what were your favorite things from this week what would you like to see us cover maybe on some future episodes of cape tv and as always if you want to stay up to date on the show and what me and matt are doing you can follow me at cape joel you can follow me at Fortress of Solitude. There you go. If you want to download the show and carry it around with you all the time, you can do so over on the Comic Multiverse SoundCloud page, where you'll not only find this show re-uploaded, but you'll also find the Comic Multiverse, which is the other show me and Matt do. So you get two shows. Two for the price of one. Which is nothing, because SoundCloud is free. <laughs> I don't charge anyone. So you get, like, two for nothing, which is, like, the best deal. It's <laughs> free. Free 99, motherfucker. So on that note, we will end the show for real. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya.